Hello and welcome. You are listening to Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. My name's Cam. My name's Tim. And uh, we're going to tell you the news stories, if you've never listened before, that have caught our eye. Probably the least consequential news in the world. But if you've got a kind of simplistic mind like both of us do, then you're <laughs> going to probably enjoy them. I'd like to think so, Cam. Yeah. I would like to think that none of our listeners are that intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll start off with the compliments straight in there. If you're listening to this, you're simple. Boom, boom, shake, shake the room. <laughs> How's things with you, dude? Yeah, good man. I saw a really twisted movie last night and I loved it. Oh, what'd you go say? I went and saw Midsummer. It's a new horror from the director of Hereditary. Right. And it's a horror, but it's also a cult movie. So it's about these five, uh, six Americans. It's a guy and a girl who are kind of in a rocky place in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And they get caught up in a cult in Norway where it's daytime the whole time. Right. And yeah. It's, it's crazy that that's actually, actually what it's like there as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. It's so good. They... um a lot of the movie is people tripping out on mushrooms and they do it really well. Like the visual effects in the backgrounds, like it's just like the trees kind of swaying and weaving right. as, as people are like in a circle at chanting while a couple make love. <laughs> the weirdest thing is that like in a way, the people that played those characters mm. and did those roles have experienced being in a cult. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a really weird. It's a it's a really weird thing that when when actors go into movies like that, you're you're trying to act as much as you can mm. and keep it as real as it as, as real as it could be. Yeah, and man. I wonder if people walk away from that a little bit twisted. The people that perform in those things, it probably increases their chances of joining a cult or at least <laughs> feeling more comfortable the first time they're at a cult because <laughs> yeah. they'll be like, oh yeah, this again. I've done this before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on with you, man? Um, not too much, man. I was telling you earlier, I had a, had a fun, a fun night last night. Mm. I went to, uh, I went to the, the John Curtin hotel, which is kind of the, the uni bar that I study at. It's, 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 um, like the closest pub yeah. to, 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 to the uni. It's actually about, um, a hundred meters from the front door of my, of, of my uni building. Mm. And, um, we all went down there and I was I was reliving youth and and having shots. You're still at, youthful. I don't don't feel it today. <laughs> <laughs> I do not feel it today, brother. That's what that's the whole like crazy awesome thing about it though, is you go and you have those moments. Mm. And then when you're like in your early twenties and um and and you go out and you have those crazy nights mm. having shots or whatever and getting getting like that style of plastered. Yeah. I would wake up the next day and be like, I want to do that right now again. If you put a shot in front of me, I'd spew on you right now. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I probably will for the next week. Yeah. (laughs) But it was good fun. And um it was it's it's uh it's it was cool to to um go have like uni drinks with uni mates and stuff because mm. I never went and studied. Yeah. So it's, 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 you know, doing my uni experience when I'm about to turn 30, which is definitely different. That's great. Yeah. 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 It's Embrace cool. It. 
I just that's that's the only difference. So as I think that uni culture is is definitely um, tied in with the fact that um, those people are, uh, are young and mm. can get up and back it up each day. Do you and, feel that people at your uni or like people mm. who are in your direct circle, like your party circle at uni, mm-hmm. do you think they know that you're not their age? Yeah, it's actually mixed. It is. It is, it is actually quite mixed. So most mm. people are like the most of the people that I hang out with are probably like in their mid twenties. Okay, and then there is a bunch of younger uh, younger people, but I probably um, there's still like a bunch of people who are mid mid twenties and 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 sort of like early thirties, and I hang out with those with yeah. with, with 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 that crew mainly. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. but it's cool. Like in the way too that um, I don't know. Like I wouldn't generally hang out with someone that was way younger than me, like 18 or 19, whatever, but it's fun. I think it's good for your mind to yeah. hang out with people of different age ranges. Yeah. Because otherwise you just get stuck thinking like your best mates. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're a bunch of wankers. <laughs> you don't want to be a wanker too. <laughs> All right. Should we get into the news stories? If it's your first time listening to this show... Uh, Cam and I go back and forth, and we bring a new story in each that the other person uh, hasn't hasn't heard before. It's uh, it's it's all real life reactions. We uh, we, we 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 do we do the real the real thing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're honest. <laughs> I feel the only people that call themselves honest are people that aren't honest. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> a lady is being sued for watching an astounding amount of Friends while she was meant to be working. A lady who used to work for Robert De Niro's production company, Canal Productions, is getting sued for millions of dollars over an incident where she was watching Friends on company time and allegedly used the company credit card to order fast food while she was doing this. Apparently, in the email after she had been let go for this, she said that they that them firing her for this reason was ridiculous. <laughs> Did it say how many episodes she watched? Um... No, it doesn't say how much she watched, but that obviously enough for them to go. That's too much. Because here's the thing. So I am um, my old house housemate Kate, one of our best friends, mm. <clears throat> and you would um, you would know Kate if you uh, have been listening to the podcast for a while. She's she's uh, popped in on cat related stories in the past. Yeah, <laughs> and um, we watched Friends all the way from the start season. To 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 the end, over and over. Yeah, and we did it oh, two to three, two or three times. Mm. Um, it's a it's a lot. Like there are a lot of episodes to watch, <laughs> and I'd like to I'd like to know how how far this person actually got through. Okay, oh. I found it. The lawsuit report stated that over the four day period between <laughs> Tuesday, January eighth, and Friday, January eleventh. She watched 55 episodes of Friends. Rock solid. Yeah. (laughs) On top of her Friends binge, the report also stated that she also watched 32 episodes on a single Saturday that she was supposed to be working. (laughs) (laughs) She had the best time though, man. Yeah. Watching Friends is awesome. (laughs) Do we, um, I don't know if you've ever spoken about it in the podcast, but um, 
Have you seen Friends Without the Laugh Track? Yeah, <laughs> that is terrifying. It is one of the weirdest fucking things, man. I so my whole um, I said once when I was I was probably bass, and um, I said to I said to Kate, I was like, if I ever have millions and millions of dollars, I'm going to buy the rights to Friends and release the whole series without the laughing track in it. Yeah, because it becomes a different show. Yeah, it becomes. Super dark. Yeah. And Ross, Ross's character especially becomes a psychotic, horrible, psychotic person that <laughs> should be in prison. Should 100% be in prison. When he has that thing where he's just like, we rocks up to, um, to uh, like a, a, a martial arts um, studio and, and he's like, can you, and, and they're doing um, women's self-defense classes. And he goes, can you teach me how to do that? And then, yeah. and, and the instructor's thinking his defense, he goes, no, can you teach me how to attack a woman? <laughs> oh, <thank> God. <laughs> and he wanted to do it. It was for the story was that he wanted to like sneak up on Rachel and Phoebe to right. show that he has Unagi. And and um, you watch that scene without the laughing track, mm. and it's like some sex predator shit. Like, and, and Ross, d- yeah, dude. That like Friends is 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 a is the the perception that everyone has of Friends mm. because of one thing: a laughing track yeah. is so different to what the show actually is when that's not in there. That's it's interesting. Crazy. That's interesting because the whole thing. All of the script is still going into people's heads, mm. and it's going in there as light-hearted information yeah, dude. <laughs> because of a laugh track. That's all it is. It's just because of a laugh track, and, yeah. and, and it's real weird too when you watch it as well because they have they 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 do the pauses, yeah. And so someone will say something, and they'll just sit there for one second, oh. but they just, without the laugh track, it's just silence. Yeah, because yeah. they, as they're in real life, they're waiting for the studio audience. Yeah, as you watch it now, you're like, oh, just an odd moment. Well, did they have a studio audience in that show? Pretty sure. Yeah, they did. Yeah, is that a live? Yeah, because I've seen bloopers. I haven't seen all of Friends. It's never been one I've like jumped into yeah. that hard. But I've watched all of the bloopers for it on YouTube, and sometimes the the audience will be cracking up while they're having a moment where they can't get through the line, and they have to wait for the audience and the actors to oh, gather right. themselves. Because I know that everybody loves Raymond. That was always in front of like a quite a large studio right. audience. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, but um, home improvement as well. I think studio audience. Yeah, well, they had then another studio audience in the actual show, right? Like when he for would tool do, time. Yeah, for when he do tool time, <laughs> dude. That was one of the best fucking shows ever. I'm really glad we're. I feel like we haven't spoken about home improvement or tool time, but that was a big part of my chart, my upbringing. <laughs> yeah. So was that was that was that the one of the go to shows in yeah. your family house? Yeah, like, so your parents would watch it because well. it was on at seven pm. So that would be yeah. like family watching. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that was such a good fucking show. Yeah. Whatever, like, you know what? You, everyone obviously knows Tim Allen still. Yeah. What happened to all the other people? Al Borland. Yeah. He was a great character. And Wilson? Wilson, yeah. <laughs> it's not, is it, is it, did they not show his face until like the very, did they do it in the last? They showed his face in the final episode. In the final episode, yeah. eh? I don't think they should have. I think they should have kept it a mystery forever. Yeah, you really kind of, but I I do like it in the way where, with a bit like that, and especially mm. in that style of comedy, as soon as you show it, then you can't ever use it again. Yeah. So maybe that was their way of saying we're we're done. Oh, that is nice. You know what I mean? Like in in, yeah. in, in that way where they go, well, we can't ever come back and do this because yeah. the bit's ruined. So we're just gonna throw it all in the fire and yeah, bro. And walk out. Yeah, that's yeah. epic. I think that's pretty. Okay, cool. I like it again. <laughs> <laughs> You turned me. 
Is this the first crime committed in space? Oh. For one woman, she believes her former spouse's disagreeable behaviour extended into space. NASA is investigating a claim that an astronaut accessed the bank account of her ex-partner while living at the International Space Station, according to the New York Times. In what could be the first crime committed in space, astronaut Anne McLean is accused of identity theft and improper access to her ex-wife's private financial records. Miss McLean, who was thought to be on the shortlist to become the first woman on the moon, said she accessed the account but did nothing wrong. Her ex-partner, Summer Warden, is reported to have complained to the Federal Trade Commission and her family lodged a complaint with NASA's Office of Inspector General. How little do astronauts get paid? (laughs) (laughs) I I have an odd idea of... What are you doing, dipping your fingers into your... I know, you don't need it. Come on. You're you're, in space. You're in space. (laughs) You don't need... And what shopping are you doing? Look out the window. Eat a ziplocked pack of cere- dry cereal and enjoy the fact that you're somewhere where no human has ever been. Stop going, oh, you owed me $400 when we were still happy. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better, dude. Oh. That's, that was exactly my thought when I read this article. And it's like, well, you're petty. Yes. You're so petty is what you are. Don't let her go to the moon. Nah, don't let her go to the moon. Ban Still her. let a female go to the moon, but just not this one. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ban her. Yeah. Let a female go to the moon that when they're in space, they don't look up their ex-wife's account details and and, how, and, and financials, yeah. like fi- financial earnings. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's a fucking weird thing to do. It is a weird thing to do. And here's the other thing that like buzzes me out too, right? Yeah. So let's put us ourselves in space for a moment, cool. right? So we're in. So we're at the International Space Station. That's a small joint, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a small joint. And old you're, bar. Yeah, and smaller than old bar. Smaller than old bar, man. It's like half the smokers area. It's like uh, the Grace Darling basement. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> and I kind of feel like I am the trapped when I'm down there sometimes. <laughs> but. But we're so 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 we're there. We're in outer space. Mm. There's you're living in the closest of quarters that you will ever live with anyone else, mm-hmm. and so you're laying in 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 your bunk mm. next above or right next to somebody while you're on your 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 laptop or your or, or your computer and doing this. You're as well. spooning your captain, yeah. As you're using like the computer that's built into the wall, because I don't think you can take your own tablets and like Samsung oh, or they like fly around Gal- and shit. yeah. So you just yeah. have to use like the big Phone chunky keys, like yeah, PC yeah. looking <laughs> horrible. Computers. I don't know why the, the computers and NASA stuff always look so budget. Like mm. ask Apple to help you out, man. Like an iPhone looks cooler than anything I've ever seen inside yeah. a spaceship. And 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 you know, like in the and also in like the when they have like um, uh, ground control mm-hmm. when when they have all those lines of computers set up as well. Yeah. One thing. They, yeah. One thing they do look like though that you could chuck them down heaps of flight of stairs. Maybe that's that their thinking. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> They saw the Nokia 33100 yeah. and they were like, base everything off that forever. <laughs> forever. Did we have a conversation ever. about maybe up? No, no updates. <laughs> the Nokia will always be the point of reference for sci-fi. How funny was the party tricks when you had it, when you had that Nokia and you just go to a wall, throw your phone at a wall, it would explode. And then you grab the pieces from the ground, put it, put them all together like a little puzzle and then call your mate. Yeah. <laughs> we used to kick them into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> 
you couldn't break them. Yeah. You just could not break. Well, you could, yeah. but it had like, they, 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 that was like their airbag effect. Yeah, man. Like how they've gotten new cars and they like crumple. <laughs> <laughs> but you're all good. Yeah, I think that our, like, if I just add myself, we're a few years apart, but if I just say our generation yeah. for my own ego's sake, yeah. I think our generation grew up where, <laughs> where Pizza Hut <laughs> was making, was, do you remember those Pizza Hut balls that had faces on them that have like scars and big smiles and you're, they were like called indestructible balls and they had like evil faces, cartoon evil faces. Yeah. When me and you were kind of, I, do, I actually do remember those three teens. There was like the different color balls had a different face and a personality. And the whole deal was on the ad, they'd be like indestructibles, chuck them at anything, squash them. And on the ad, it was like a car driving over yeah. them. It's like we t- we saw that. And then as soon as we were old enough to buy a phone, mm. the phones were that same sort of bluish um, rubbery plastic. And we were yeah. like, it's the same. Break it. <laughs> <laughs> But you just you got to be so careful with all the gear that you have now, you yeah. know. And it's just like I don't know. I miss that. Yeah, I miss that. Do we? Did because did I still was I still rolling a Nokia when I was when we started this podcast? Yeah, yeah. Hard out, eh? yeah. <laughs> it was a Nokia too because I remember you. No, you, oh, was it? No, so I had a. It wasn't a Nokia. It was a Telstra, Telstra. phone. <laughs> Telstra dabbled for a second. And they all, Telstra and NASA, I never thought they'd have something in common. Both of them worship the Nokia 33100. And so they should. (laughs) You can't see this home, but I'm raising my glass. (laughs) A strip club in Japan has been raided, leading to 200 kilos of fish fingers being seized by police. (laughs) The bar districts of any major Japanese city are packed with hostess clubs, Sensual massage parlors, cosplay strip shows, and all sorts of ways to release pent-up energy. In Japan, they've got these rooms called free guidance booths, or murio anaho, as they're called in Japanese. And what they've got is privacy-providing curtains and heavily frosted glass shielding the entrance. And inside these welcome stations, you walk inside it, and then there's iPads and screens that show you what you can choose from mm-hmm. if you go further into the actual uh, strip club. So it's kind of like the foyer area that's the entrance of a strip club. There's yep. no people. You go into this private booth and you look around and you go, okay, what do I what do I want to do once I'm in there? And then you make all your decisions with the iPads. So the police recently raided one of these guidance booths in Nagasaki City as part of their investigation against local Yakuza boss Akahiro Sakahu. Uh, I said that in a moldy way, but <laughs> close enough. Uh, sure enough, detectives found a huge stash of illegal merchandise inside, roughly 200 kilograms worth of fish fingers. Cops are saying this is exactly what they're looking for, which sounds exactly like something cops would say if their boss asked them what they were doing inside a strip yeah. club. The case being built against the 51-year-old Yakuza boss doesn't accuse him of masterminding any prostitution or sex trafficking rings, but of running a poaching operation, engaging in unlicensed commercial-scale fishing and selling the catch to local restaurants. The boss was arrested, and investigators' theory is that in addition to storing the fish fingers in these guidance booths, he also had his underlings cut up the catch there as well. So these dudes were hauling actual fish, like fish out of the ocean into these strip club foyers and then doing all, the, sanitary, bro. doing all the work of turning them into fish fingers in the waiting room. 
that is not a sanitary environment to be no. making fish fingers. <laughs> I kind of like it though. Would you? Would you try the fish fingers? I yep. would. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, because maybe they're onto something. You know, maybe mm. maybe they're just they they've got a real passion. Oh, these Yakuza workers are like, I just want to be a chef. Yeah. And no one will give me a break. Yeah. And this guy's like, okay, you're a break. Yeah. Just bring the fish in here, turn them into fish fingers. <laughs> I'm not going to pay you yeah. even minimum wage, but it will get you into the culinary career. It'll you give want. you a little bit of life experience. Yeah. A lot of life experience. <laughs> <laughs> that, this story kind of reminds me of when we were on tour in New Zealand mm. and we were uh, heading to Hawke's Bay for the uh, last show of the tour, and we stop at a at a petrol station, mm. and um, and Jimmy and I had been trying to um, get onto some weed while we were there, and we were a little unsuccessful. Yep. Um, in the in the days before that, and so we're just at this petrol station. I'm 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 doing I was doing leading stretches, I believe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, this guy pulls up, and he's like. What are, you, what are you guys? What are you guys doing? And and, and I'm just like, oh man, you know, we're um, we're banned from Australia. We're just touring around, playing shows. And mm. he's like, that's cool. And he's like, you guys been smoking heaps of weed then? And I'm just like, oh, we want to, but we haven't been able to get as much as we would have would have liked to. Yeah. It goes quite quickly with the with the group that we've got. And he just goes, all right, I'm pulling into the car park. Come over. So we go over there and this guy reaches in the middle console, like just sitting between him and the passenger seat. And it's a, like a crisp bag, like a, a, a potato chip bag. Yep. And he just reaches in and grabs a handful of weed out of this, <laughs> out of this crisp bag that was just full, full of pot. And then just chucks it into this like baggie that he had lag on the floor and just goes, there you go. And didn't want any money for it. We chucked a 20 on his, on his, on his seat. Yeah. But then as we're chatting to him, he goes, oh, I really don't, I usually don't like Australians, but I really like you guys. I'd love to sit around and chat, but I'm actually smuggling illegal power. Is it power? Power. Power. Yeah, which yeah. which is um, shellfish. Yeah, that you're not supposed like it's native shellfish. Yeah, and um, he's smuggling it across the country, <laughs> maybe to a strip club in Hawkes Bay where it yeah. was getting where it was getting churned to in, 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 into fingers, <laughs> <laughs> shellfish fingers. Yeah, bro. <laughs> See, that's the things like they never did any other um, sort of animal in fingers right apart from chicken so it's like chicken or fish chicken or fish i know that there's beef chips but it's basically just burger patties that have been chopped into oblongs and then do they fry them i think you put them in a pan right but yeah i'd i'd be into anything fingers like turkey fingers turkey fingers what about kangaroo fingers roo fingers yep i'd have roo fingers i think if they fish fingers actually aren't that nice no, they're but, good uh, with tartare sauce, but it's more like you're just in it for the tartare sauce yeah. and the the fish finger is a means to get the tartare sauce in your mouth. You're so right. Yeah. A fish finger looks so much more delicious than it tastes. Mm. I think I'd rather they just didn't even put fish in the middle. It was just a finger and it was just all made of that bread crummy material. Would it hold together, you reckon? Well, what is that? Is it breadcrumbs? I think it's breadcrumbs and like flour and shit. Yeah. I think, well, it might be crunchy, but that's nicer than what the inside of a fish yeah. finger <laughs> tastes Some like. Some of them did. Yeah. Some of them are real bad. Yeah, man. Like they already taste kind of rotten. They taste like salmonella. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I've yeah. had salmonella and it sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you remember when I got that letter from the government? <laughs> saying what? I remember you had salmonella. Yeah, and I got the letter from the government saying, like, don't go out into public. Ah. Oh. How did they hear? Because um, when you go to the doctors and, oh. and they and they find that you've got salmonella, they have to report it to the government. You got dobbed. Yeah, I got dobbed in. And then they sent me that letter and I chucked it up on the fridge next to my past drug test that I had at work. <laughs> Every time I passed a drug test, I'd come home, put it on the on the on the fridge at home, and Dean would be like, I don't know how you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but I admire it. Yeah, man. <laughs> Monkey tries to break free from zoo by shattering glass with a rock. I just want to show you a photo, yep. Cam. Um Oh, good boy. He's a little monkey. Little monkey. I'd say uh, he's like got teenager sort of body, like lanky as limbs. He's about up to my knee. Yep. Like a buzz cut. Visitors gasp as they watch the Colombian whiteface capuchin, which I think is the same monkey that, uh, so for reference at home, it's the same monkey that they had in um, Night at the Museum. Oh, okay. So you it's know, a famous monkey. No, it's not the same, same kind oh, of monkey. it's not. <laughs> Not the one that's mates with Ben Stiller. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, they just chucked him back in a zoo. <laughs> yeah, he hurt his way yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> um, as the capuchin strikes a display wall, the entire glass pane suddenly cracks. Um, it happened in central China uh, just last week. And uh, the breaking of the glass scares the tourists, but also frightens the monkey. So he mm. picks up a rock. So he, it's, it's like using tools. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when 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 animals go when we went from our our, our monkey state to our to our human state, that's how it all sort yeah, of began. And 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 it's funny because they they're also know um uh, uh in the wild of ch- they've seen chimps starting to use sticks to go fishing yeah. as well. So it's crazy that we could actually if humans are around long enough, mm. it's entirely possible that we can see some groups of, of 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 chimps and monkeys start to go into changing, you know, Making ev- bows evolving. And arrow, bows yeah. and arrows. Which is wild. Because what yeah, point right. what point do you let it go to to the, you're like, okay, you guys are like raiding them. villages and shit now. Like we can't we can't have that going down. Yeah, I feel like it probably the only thing we've got to our benefit is that they're in separate areas of the world. Yeah. If monkeys were free, like if we let down yeah, all the dude. walls, they'd, they would take over. Um, they would. They try. Reckon? I think they try. Oh, we, we have weapons, I guess. We got weapons. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing is like the, you know, the, the Remington assault rifle. <laughs> yeah. It'll beat their stick. Fuck some monkeys up. Yeah. Did you, fo- did you find it a touching moment in the first remake of Planet of the Apes when mm-hmm. the monkey finally, after like being downtrodden, he's like, no. Yeah, dude. I felt amazing because it's crazy when you see movies like that because you then become on your fuck up the humans, you know, yeah. fuck humanity. But you don't want that in real life. No. I just <laughs> want the horrible. movie humans to die. Not yeah, me. Not me. I'm not one of the ones in there. I'm nice and I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, man, it's, 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 it's hilarious. And it scared the shit out of the monkey. I see, I, my, my first thought was, mm. oh, this monkey's trying to get out. But then I've sat on the story for a day or two and I'm, and now I think it's possible that I don't know. Sometimes you're just like, I'm just going to pick up this and I'm going to hit it on this. 
Oh, uh, yeah, he's yeah. just like killing time. He's yeah. fid- fidgeting. Yeah, and he'd be like, I wonder what it's like if I just hit this thing with this thing. This is fun. Can you show me his face again? Let's see what I can actually show you the moment that he cracks the... Oh, yeah. I, th- I think the whole thing is like teen angst. Yeah, he hasn't got any My Chemical Romance records in there, so <laughs> he has to let out his emotion in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, he didn't get out. But I hope he does. Good on him. I I think that if you can prove that an animal doesn't want to be in there, Mm. the argument is we can't release them back into the wild because they'll die. Animals die in the fucking wild all the time. If If an animal is in captivity and it's obvious that they don't want to be there, yeah. Let let them roll their own dice. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know that they're that they're, that they're not going to be able to make it. You you're probably right. Yeah, but I think you need to let the animal make if if, if they feel that they want to make that choice. Yeah, let them go do it. And if they get eaten, like welcome to the jungle. I think there's some that are like right at the end of the scale that you know they would die straight away, like a panda. Yeah, pandas you need to protect. Eh? Yeah, like stoned toddlers. <laughs> yeah. Every video you watch of them, you're like, come on, mate. Like, useless. Get off the door handle. Like, yeah, stop cuddling humans' legs. You haven't even met that human yet, and you think it's safe. They're the cutest, most fun looking animals. Yep. But they are just, I don't know how they've survived this far. Because of us. I think we've coddled them too much. I think that we as humans should yeah. be like, yeah, let's look after and protect the planet and do the things to make sure that beautiful birds live on and we don't like burn down forests. All of that's good. But when you're making sure a cuddly little panda mm. that has no chance surviving anywhere, we're doing that for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like having them around. Yeah. The, the earth doesn't need them, no. but we love watching videos yeah. of, of them. <laughs> we love them. Uh, sitting there while someone puts a, a heap of leaves into a barrel and they go over and knock the barrel over and laugh. Yeah. We like that. <laughs> Bear Grylls has had an allergic reaction to a bee sting. (laughs) Bear Grylls had to be saved by medics after he was knocked out by a bee sting. The 45-year-old former SAS man went into life... (laughs) Sorry, I misread that, but SAS man is definitely what his title is. Did you think it was SAS man? Uh, (laughs) He's a SAS man. No, it's former SAS service man. Um, Went into life-threatening anaphylactic shock while filming his new survival series, Treasure Island. Bear, who has an allergic reaction to bee stings, was on a boat taking a new batch of adventure-seeking junkies to an island in a remote part of the Pacific on the first day of filming the Channel 4 series when disaster struck. Initially, Bear bravely tried to carry on filming, but he took a frightening turn for the worse. Medics realised his reaction could cost him his life, so they raced over to him and injected him with an EpiPen containing medicine that counteracts the venom. Now, Timmy, I don't know if you've already seen this face, and I'm glad that Bear's alive, but look at that face. Dude, that bee fucked him up. (laughs) (laughs) That bee won. They died. His bees die when they sting you. But but what a way to leave him, though, eh? Yeah. Do you remember when we did that podcast right after, like, I got stung by a bee right before the podcast started? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And then I had, in that same podcast, I had a story of a bee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were like, right. bees really get a good a, a, a good mention on this podcast. Yeah, true. <laughs> we should charge them. 
<laughs> I also saw on um, because there's been a few B stories in the news, and I also saw that there was like a a um a house, and they pulled hmm. out like like hundred. It was like it was like hundreds of um kilos of honey that was like. Yep. In, did you see, did you see this? It was like in between like the like the, the 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 two stories of the house, like in that in you know how they have like the gap in the floorboards between. Oh, so it was a two storied house. Yeah. 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 Ah, uh, okay. And they built the home in there. Like that, the yeah. bees have built their home. Yeah. yeah. And like if Bear Grylls lived there, he'd be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, they stripped, it's crazy. I'll send you a photo of it. They stripped like this whole like root, like the ceiling off. Yeah. And behind like all the ceiling is just um, like honey. Yeah. And, and like the, and the bees and the beehives. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Yeah, right. I reckon Bear Grylls will read that story and be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta check the house now. <laughs> Do you think that that'll knock him back? Because he's quite a, a confident guy with like his survival techniques. Do you think he's going to be like, oh no, maybe I'm not built for the wild? How do you think it's going to be? Like sometimes, because that's his career. Yeah, his career is to go out into dangerous situations in nature yeah. and prove that he can tough it out. Yeah, 100%. and he's just gone out in nature and publicly been like flicked down a notch. Yeah, you know, I think he comes off the kind of guy that. A bee's not going to keep him down. Yep. You know what I mean. I I I think that he was he was like an SAS dude. You know what I mean. He's he, he he even though you know you could say that some of his shit might be cheesy or whatever. Like he's a tough motherfucker. Like, there's no there's no way around it. He doesn't look like one, which I think kind of makes it even more impressive. You know, um, um, oh fuck. I was I was trying to think of uh, the singer. So it's a it's it's the British singer, and he sings in that really. Hi, false. Get down. <laughs> Great song. That um, guy. No, nah, not that guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's the one that sings Goodbye, My Lover. Oh, goodbye, my lover. Yeah. James Blunt. <laughs> James Blunt. He was in the SAS as well. Was and he? And he was like a captain in the SAS and was like in tanks and shit like that. And Whoa. Yeah. And he is the last guy that you would think was, was an elite trained killer. That gives him kind of a Joker vibe though, because if he's behind a machine gun, if you imagine him in slow motion, <laughs> like holding the two handles of a machine gun, just mowing down civilians. And then in his mind, it's going, <laughs> goodbye, my lover. <laughs> Goodbye, my friend. No. Goodbye, my lover. That was dark imagery. Yeah. But yeah, it does. You're right. <laughs> but hope Bear Grylls is all right. Yeah. No, he is. They stabbed him with one of those little quick unpick things with uh, liquid on it and it saved him. <laughs> EpiPen. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> a U.S. man smuggled $17 million of sex pills. Whew. A U.S. man who smuggled $17 million worth of erectile dysfunctional drugs. Dysfunction drugs. <laughs> dysfunctional sounds like they're like some uh, group of unruly teens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, into the USA from China has been sentenced to more than eight years in federal prison Whoa. for conspiracy and smuggling contraband. Uh, Californian prosecutors say the drugs sold by the 41-year-old John Lee 
um, were dangerous black market creations falsely advertised as herbal remedies. Um, Lee was also ordered uh, to pay $880,000 back in his fines. Mm. And uh, this is the this is the bit that, that really drew me to the story. So Lee made 5.5 million pills, some containing 14 times the level of drug drugs found in a usual Viagra pill. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> so you're locked into that for probably a few days. It sounds like your dick would just like fly off you. Yeah. <laughs> just never see it again it just it grows it it, it it like tears itself off your body it grows legs and runs around your apartment starts its own life <laughs> you're not my boss anymore <laughs> i've been doing your dirty shame work for years i'm out of living my own life <laughs> really pompous both of our dicks sound yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm in charge now <laughs> do you think our dicks would then become mates like, Mine and yours. Yeah, and I do a podcast <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I'd like to think so. But in their pompous voices. Yeah. <laughs> and that every episode is them complaining about what it was like when I was attached to Cam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this- yours would smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I think we'd end up like maybe like having them on as, as guests. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tiny little microphone. Well, tiny for me. A little microphone. <laughs> no, idea. no, because they're going to be always erect. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the, the medicine keeps them that way for life. For life. Yeah. And they never die. So they're probably quite smutty and like <laughs> bad news to be around because they're turning everything into a dirty pun. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're confident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Too confident. <laughs> but yeah, this dude, like, I, I don't know. Like, what's, what's your opinion on the fact that he is serving eight years for that? I guess... I guess like you could kill someone is the is 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 what they're going off. But yeah. when you think about I don't know the first reaction when you think about like dick pills, you're kinda of like, ah, oh, give him a break. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is my first reaction for yeah. sure. It makes me wonder if he knew how potent he was making them yeah. to know that now that they're fourteen times stronger. If, if he you... meant harm by that, like if yeah. he was hoping that some poor dude who just wants to like treat his wife to a nice tenth yeah. anniversary and buys one of these things and then his <laughs> his jumps off like, oh, leave me alone. I'm not yours. I'm my own. <laughs> I'll be dating your wife. And then that happens. Yeah. Be like, oh. Yeah. If he was doing it knowing that that was going to happen, yeah. then that would be bad. But I don't know. Like if, if your mate was like, oh, I'm making some dick pills and selling mm. people, I'd be like, huh, good. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Like, good on you. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> For eight years. Seems yeah, it's pretty heavy. Pretty crazy. No one died. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I could say, I think it would be fair if they came, say, came in and said, Hey, your punishment mm. is all that money that you earned over these years. We want it. Yeah. Give all the money back. But I don't know. Like take what, one of your own pills. What's prison going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what's, what's sending that person in prison really going to like, he's not out there purposely trying to kill or hurt anybody. Like mm. just take his money and earnings away from him. Like you don't need to send the dude to jail for eight years. Yeah. For just trying to sell illegal dick pills that people are taking and then go and have great roots. Yeah. You know, I reckon there's, uh, do you reckon that there's these dick pills around with like older dudes and they're like, and it's, they'll, they'll become like the new Quaaludes where it's like, oh, you can't, you, you can't, what's this, sorry, what's this guy's name again? Um, uh, Lee. You can't get those Lee pills, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those Lee Viagras. <laughs> yeah, bro. Have you, uh, have you got any of those? Has your dad got any of those? Uh, Lee pills back from you know <laughs> thirty years ago. Yeah, right. let's watch our dicks attach from our bodies. 
<laughs> I'd love to get uh, a pill named after me. I hope that if I die early, then mm. people are like, oh, like a white a white cami boy. Can we get <laughs> there's still there's still a few hundred white cami boys around. <laughs> But they are so potent. Like, you've got to make sure you haven't got work for a few days. Like, oh, this guy had a white cami boy and he crushed it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I think that brings us to the end of our scheduled news stories, Timmy. That's it. So, I have got a send in. This comes to us from Stallion Sean Kirkwood. Welcome back to the show, Sean. G'day, Stallion Sean. Man on mobility scooter wreaks havoc in Timaru. <laughs> Timaru is a small town in New Zealand. A Timaru mobility scooter user who sparked a slow speed pursuit says his newfound fame is hilarious. Double amputee Charlie was captured on video outmaneuvering a police car with its lights and sirens blaring and demanding him to pull over. <laughs> a bystander said it sounded like an ice cream truck and I definitely didn't want any ice cream. Another bystander said, I just thought the man was being silly. The video of the pursuit has been viewed more than 30,000 times and Charlie said he planned to turn himself into the police on Thursday, but an officer had knocked on his door on Wednesday morning, but that was before he was ready to get out of bed. <laughs> and so this guy, he's a, he's a bit of a renegade. The thing that interests me most about this dude, though, like that story is very entertaining, but I just want to go on a little tangent and tell you yeah. how he lost both of his legs. So yeah, please do. He lost both of his legs on two separate occasions. Two different oh. things happened three years apart for him to need a mobility scooter. So he didn't lose his two legs at the same time. In the same accident. He right. had two separate accidents. Jesus. And each accident made him have to get rid of a leg. So uh, in 2007, when he, well, this is how he lost his first leg. In 2007, he was working on a tugboat and a crewmate pulled, un, pulled in some slack wire and it hooked around a peg. The wire tightened and sliced his left leg off. So he got a prosthetic leg attached. He got back into playing golf. He even planned on returning to work. But then three years later, he was driving a motorcycle at high speed and he collided into a car. He says, it's all gone out of my head, really. I can't remember it at all. I just remember that I caught the left-hand corner of the car. I obviously tried to avoid it. But whether it was because I didn't have my leg to maneuver like you can on a bike, I don't know. I can blame a lot of things now. But now he's become the kind of like town renegade on his mobility scooter <laughs> outrunning the police. <laughs> Was it just the one police car in the chase? Yeah. And how'd they lose him? <laughs> that's, that's what I want to know. How did they not catch him? I think they, like, from what I gather from this, they just kind of were like, oh, let's just not bother. Like yeah. this guy, he's not going to pull over. We've yep. got better things to do. We'll just schedule. We know this guy. Like he's known we know to them. We'll is. just go to his address on yeah. Wednesday. And then on Wednesday, oh, sorry, we'll go to his address on Thursday. And on Thursday, he was like, oh, no, I'm not ready to get out of here. <laughs> so he's just a kind of a difficult renegade. So has he been charged now? Yeah, he's been charged and he's just complaining about it. He's been fined um, and he says that he thinks there shouldn't be a speed limit on the footpaths outside of the CBD because he got in trouble because he was just hooning it, just right. caning it around the suburbs <laughs> and the cops are like, settle down, but he doesn't want to. <laughs> and I love that thing about New Zealand too. Like the cops in New Zealand are so chill. Yeah. I think they would have to be the most chilled cops of any country I've ever been to. The dynamic of cops and civilians in New Zealand, I think generally is more like teachers and students. Yeah. Like when you do something, when you do something wrong, like break the law, they're kind of like, come on. Yeah. 
Like, do you want a detention? I don't want to have to. I don't can't be bothered putting you in it. I'm and not then, mad. Yeah, I'm just very disappointed. Do you in want you. me to tell your folks? <laughs> yeah, man. That. And they've still got that that kind of vibe where it's like, well, word will get around town that 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 you're not a good guy and you don't want that. Yeah, you don't want to be one of on those you. people. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, thanks for the sending, Sean. And uh, as always, guys, we always say, keep those stories coming in. We always love hearing from them. That brings us to Cam, the good news story of the week. Probably the most wholesome part of the show, to be honest. Maybe the only wholesome yeah, part. Right. The only wholesome part of the show. <laughs> so our good news story for this week to cleanse your palate before we send you off on your day. The headline is Boy chooses to meet his bone marrow donor over a trip to Disney World. Six years ago, seven-year-old Gabriel received a life-saving bone marrow transplant at uh, St. Louis Children's Hospital. Last week, Gab- Gabriel met the man who saved his life, and he gave up a trip to Disney World to make it happen. Gabriel was diagnosed as an infant um, with, 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 with a, a, a horrible uh, disease, um, doctors discovered he had bone marrow failure and needed a transplant. Mm. Luckily, a match was waiting halfway around the world, um, 25-year-old Dennis, uh, a carpenter in Germany. Good man. So they found Dennis through um, the Be, Me, Be the Match registry, and on the day of the transplant, they told us um, he was a 19-year-old guy from Europe. Um, that's all we were allowed to know. Um, the... Uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation um, approached the Smith family early this year, granting a wish to Gabriel, um, and his wish was that he wanted to meet the donor that saved his life. Dude, this kid's like seven years old, and instead of going to Disney World, this little guy wants to go wanted to go across the world, which he did, yep. and meet this guy that donated the bone marrow that saved his life. Bro, it's heartwarming. Fucking beautiful, man. Yeah, man. You know, what a beautiful little kid to, yep. to be that young and have that realization already yeah. in your life. It's yeah. so heartwarming. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, good on him. Yeah. He's gonna go on to do great things. I believe Heart so, man. If you if you if you've got if you've got a heart like that, that's yeah. that's that's definitely something the world needs more of. Definitely. Well, Cam, that's about it for today's episode. That's us. We've got a couple of shows coming up. I've got my uh, calendar out and we are playing um this coming Friday night at uh, Yaya's in Melbourne. When nice. We're playing that show with uh, with Resix. Yep. Um, a great Melbourne band if you haven't listened to them before. Um, and then the following week on the Saturday, the 14th, we're playing at Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar and we are supporting a Wollongong band named Wave Bomb. And also on that lineup is one of our favourite Melbourne bands, Tony Dork. Yeah, man. So um, if you haven't seen the, those guys play before um, – you, you, you're doing yourself an, an injustice. Come down and watch them play. They put on an amazing live show. Can't wait. Yeah, dude. It's going yeah, to be such a fun. Both those shows are going to be so much Come fun. to both. Yeah, please yeah. do. All right. You've been great. You've been patient. And if that was the first time joining us, well done making it to the end. And uh, a pat on the back. Please come and uh, join us. Join us next time on Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. His name's Cam. And his name's Timmy. We love you.
Good. <laughs>